Hey, RotoViz Radio listener, this is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello and welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Once again, joined by my co-host here on the podcast, it is Sean Siegel. Sean, we are uh, ramping through the content over the last couple of weeks and we hit episode 200 not so long ago. Uh, for the listeners, we are going to add in an additional third slot. Uh, we're going to see it maybe some weeks, it may be every week. We're going to test it out this week, see how things go. So we're going to have three shows this week for you. We're going to have one extra show coming out on Saturday. So we're looking forward to bringing you three episodes this week. It should be a fun one. Uh, so pretty much an action-packed week, Sean. We have an action-packed show today as well. So it's going to be fun as we look through the uh, old philosophy of how deep wide receiver is and, and how the consensus uh, may, may be about to change their mind if they're listening into this show. So uh, something that we've done the last couple of years, but uh, I think your recent piece highlights it uh, extremely well again. Yeah, well, we're getting ready to, uh, or we're in progress with the NFL 10 of Death 8. It's always fun to be involved in this project that Pat Thorman set up a while back. It's carried through one of my favorite leagues. Gets us a chance, too, to really shine a light on some of the best best ball tactics that we can use, not only in, in this style of draft, but some other drafts and FFPC drafts as well. Use some of those tools like the Roster Construction Explorers and uh, before we get any further, we talked a little bit about this with Alex, our context winner. We're going to have him on the show on Saturday. Like you mentioned, we are going to do three shows, at least occasionally. We've had so much content that we wanted to get out. Two shows wasn't getting it done. We also found from our recent contest that the listeners love to listen to Column's voice. So this gives you a chance <laughs> to relax, kick back, and uh, get that Irish accent, the great the great tones there from him a little bit more often once more for your week but yeah Colin we're, we're looking here we've got this idea that wide receiver is deep we know that there are some decent options in rounds four five and six we're gonna talk a little bit today about why that could be misleading but also why having a little bit more wide receiver depth could actually be a good thing for zero running back yeah it's, uh, it's gonna be interesting and sean mentioned uh the mfl 10 of death for any of the listeners that haven't heard us talk about it before or haven't seen it uh you know online being talked about uh, it's some of the sharpest minds in the entire industry phenomenal uh draft that happens each and every year and pretty much uh when you watch you know there'll be a lot of content that's going to come off the back of it it mightn't mention specifically the mfl 10 of death but you'll see where some of the 
the biggest minds in the industry are taking some of these players. We might see some kind of sands shifting in terms of ADP and things like that. So uh, it's always one of those ones where uh, you need to go and, and plug into it. So we'll be talking a little bit today just about the overall process. We'll be talking on Thursday, or sorry, not on Thursday, we'll be talking next week about the actual draft itself and how some things shake out, some of Sean's thought processes. And as Sean teased, we will be talking a little bit about it on Saturday with our contest winner. So Sean, when we look at it, I guess the easiest thing for me to do is let you give an overview to the listeners of of what the actual, uh, you know, the background to the piece was. So we're taking out the roster construction explorer, trying to figure out what will work within the context of knowing that we have other picks that we have to make, right? You're going to put together not just a slate of running backs early, wide receivers, but you've got to fit this in with your tight end strategy, with your quarterback strategy, uh, with your defense. I've got an article coming out on defense uh, today or tomorrow. And it's one of those somewhat strange elements where there's so much fantastic fantasy content out there now that if you're competing in best ball or dynasty or redraft in 2021 compared to and say you know 2016 2017 even pretty recent time periods you find that it's more competitive at the same time there are these sort of weird elements where people are getting worse in drafting defenses in best ball is an area where people are just fleeing the best approach in droves and so there are still some exploitable opportunities out there. We want to make sure that we locate those and draft to them. We also want to make sure we understand some of the big picture trends and this debate between running backs and wide receivers, where we want to take them. Uh, that's really so much of what fantasy football comes down to in 2021. And so we want to take that and add some texture, add some nuance, understand the way that it works within different constructions. And one of the things that we can do is simply look at the win rates for positions throughout the draft. And so you look at some of these best ball leagues and you can see that bizarrely enough at the very top of drafts, running backs have actually not performed very well either compared to some other positions. Now we have to be careful at the very top because then we know we're talking about just a handful of players, right? The wide receiver win rates look good because those are mostly Antonio Brown. I mean, he's the guy who uh, during some of this window the last five six years people would actually take at the top when he was taken at the top he panned out whereas so many of these running backs like christian mccaffrey saquon barkley todd Gurley, Le'Veon bell david johnson after the year huge years that they had to get them to 101 when they were at the 101 the 102 so often that they haven't panned out make those win rates not look as good one of the things that we do know however is the value of that stud running back is significant and we don't want to avoid them necessarily just because some of them get hurt we have to understand the risk if we're going to play in you know one league maybe it's different than if we're going to play in five leagues maybe it's different than if we're going to play in 200 leagues you're going to have a little bit different approach depending on your volume there but we do see that through approximately team eight so the eighth draft slot that running back makes a lot of sense to take in that first round after that it doesn't make sense to keep chasing running backs that was really sort of the focal point of so much of our content last year was we want to make sure that if we're team nine team 10 11 12 that we're still competitive how do we do that we go after the wide receivers we looked at that in the win the flex tool we looked at that in the range of outcomes tool we made sure that we had a strategy developed that would 
allow us to still be competitive from a bad draft slot, a draft slot that just historically has not won nearly as much. The next thing we can do is sort of look at these rounds three, four, five. How is it looking there? Wide receiver, very successful in those rounds. And again, that's not a huge surprise. We know that that's the running back dead zone. We know that actually going beyond two running backs doesn't work particularly well. Wide receivers in that range outperform. I think the surprise comes in when we look at rounds 6 through 11, 6 through 12, and see that the win rates for wide receivers in those ranges are actually pretty poor. Now, if we look at just the most recent leagues, the win rates in those rounds get a little bit better for these teams in the middle. As hard as it is to believe, there's actually uh, some pretty good value to be had from being in this like team five to team eight range. Now, you know that you're not going to be able to draft the Christian McCaffrey, but when McCaffrey was the one-on-one, he was injured, right? When Barkley was the one-on-one, he was injured. These picks in the middle, not only do they still give you some exposure to some of those top guys, like, for example, in 2020, you could often get a Camara or a Cook there, depending on what week it was, you know, what the situation with their current contract negotiations with their team happened to be. And then everything really flows nicely from having had one of those guys. And not only that, when you're in the middle, you have more flexibility to not reach, to take guys who are falling. When you're on the ends, your strategy has to be a little bit different because uh, it's just going to be so long until you get to pick again. And that historically just has not been quite as good. So you get some decent wide receiver value in the deeper rounds in that middle, but everybody else, right? Round six through round 12, wide receiver is just a disaster zone. And that doesn't fit with this rhetoric about, okay, wide receiver is really, really deep. So then Colin, the next thing that we do is we go into the roster construction explorer and we look at some specific constructions, not just the positions or the slots in general, but are there some different ways to play it and how do those work? And you pull up the RCE and you look at taking a running back times four approach, say four running backs in the first five rounds and Colin, as you can see in terms of not just this sort of 2015 to 2019 period, but in 2020, again, this same trend was very much in evidence. Yeah, and look when you look at this actual graph, when you'll see it in Sean's article, like it's a bit sore in your eyes. There's so much bright red involved in it when, <laughs> when it's looking here. And for anyone that's used to uh, looking at the roster construction explorer, the the red colors aren't good. The green colors are good, uh, and we'll be talking about some of the green colors in a moment. But when we look through, like we we have a massive, and this is uh, something that we talk about on Saturday's show as well, just a preview in terms of using the tool and the small sample size. Sometimes, like if we look at this approach. There's a massive sample size here that shows again what Sean's talking about is a lot of people are using this approach, which again gives the rest of us a little bit of an edge into what we can do. But in terms of the overall percentages, there's like there is nothing uh, that's going to make you confident in having four running backs by round five. You know, moving forward, it is something that again, Sean, like you'll be seeing this in the drafts you're doing. I'm seeing it in the drafts I'm doing. People are just loading up on running backs. I know we're having some leagues as well where there is people involved, you know, sharper minds and industry names. Uh, and then when you're in those, it's becoming a lot tougher. But there's leagues then where there's a combination of both. That's the great thing about, you know, social media and things like that. You can throw out a league ID, you get a mixture of people in it. But running back is still going heavy in those early rounds. Um, so the other side of it is like when we're looking at a wide receiver not being deep, that means that if we're going the zero RB approach or the 
you know, a, a single elite running back option. That means that we're getting one of those top guys in the first round at the running back position, but then that we're going to be stacking up on those third, fourth, fifth round guys where we're seeing those higher win rates at the wide receiver position. But when we look then at what's going to happen to the reverse side of that, if you've taken those four running backs in those opening five rounds, you're really starting to go in in round six, round seven, round eight, round nine, round ten, round eleven and trying to get those first, second, third wide receivers on your roster. And then that's just again going to, you know, sink that team further in terms of their their win rate or their opportunities to win. So it really is quite bleak in terms of that robust running back uh, approach, especially here when we're looking at it uh, through the best ball lens. The running back, though, Sean, this is like, you know, it's like Jekyll and Hyde when we look at it here. Running back after round six in terms of what it's going to give you, um, you know, in terms of expected win rate is. It's just the complete opposite um, from what we're seeing uh, on that reverse. It is. And so just to get into the some of the very specific numbers here, you look at 2020, if you went with four running backs in the first five rounds, uh, you have over 4,500 teams who did that. The win rate, 5.3%. The top six percentage, 43%. Right. So, I mean, these are pretty disastrous numbers. Now, some of those teams ended up with too many total running backs. If you have the the best version of that that you can get, you can get your win rate up to 6%, but that's still not exactly what we're looking for there. Sometimes when we talk about robust running back, and I don't really feel like taking just three running backs early is very robust. That doesn't really accomplish you know what you're looking for. You're still uh, in deep trouble if there are injuries. That third running back you know, is looking at the flex spot, which you know that's not helpful for you, but if you have some of these guys go out, then you have an early pick who is not in the flex spot either. Running back times three just has a 6.9% win rate. So even if we go a little bit lighter at running back, getting those three or four running backs early really takes apart our chances to win these leagues. Then by contrast, as you just mentioned, if you wait until after round seven last season, and again, 2020 was one of the best years for pure zero running back that we've had. It's not always as successful in best ball as it can be in some of these other formats but 2020 because of all of the different trends that came together and we talked about it last fall before the season that the four perfect storm elements were in place for a zero running back to crush it did it had over a 13 percent win rate right now if you add the tight end early as we always talk about those win rates jump above 16 percent the other question that people then do have, though, is, well, what if I want to take a safer approach? I just really want to draft that running back early. And the roster construction explorers definitely like you to do that, right? As opposed to zero running back, which can be explosively successful, but also introduces some risk and tends to jump around a little bit more year to year in terms of the results, the single elite running back works really well. Single elite running back with early tight end every single season is just a smash play for you you look at what it did in 2020 and i mean the results are just silly right i mean you you want a 21 percent rate the top six percentage 70 percent okay and so it's not going to be like that every season but let's say we remove 2020 because we don't want it skewed by just how extraordinary those results are we look at 2017 through 2019 and we find that it had a 12 percent win rate in those seasons, uh, if you drafted six running backs as opposed to getting up to seven, then your win rate is all the way up to 15%. Again, your top six percentage all the way up to 71%. And so when we see results like this and we see consistent results like this, very, very 
exciting. And that's one of the reasons why, and we talked about this in a little more depth in the show that we're going to have on Saturday, but that is why when I got to the number seven pick and I had this choice between Jonathan Taylor and Tyreek Hill, difficult choice there. Tyreek Hill, I think, is the guy this year with the Chiefs improving, hopefully, (laughs) their offensive line and not addressing the wide receiver position. I think that they try to. Uh, Supposedly, they were in on Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that would have been a big deal for their offense. But it's going to, again, be Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. If Hill stays healthy and Mahomes stays healthy, you could see one of these historic seasons from Hill this year. And so, I mean, Hill is going to give you some big-time win rate numbers unless he's hurt, which is obviously the concern with all players. But Jonathan Taylor, we start with him. We go with this elite tight end in Darren Waller, and then we build receiver, 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 receiver. The main thing that I would mention here, and one of the reasons why when wide receiver is deep, it actually helps zero running back or single elite running back drafters, is that most of the time when readers reach out to me and say, look, you know, this isn't working. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. I'm not sure that zero running back is something that really works. Now, the first thing I just say to them is, you know, definitely do what works for you. Don't try and force something if that doesn't fit within your skills or the things that you do well in fantasy. But if you do want to keep trying as you're running back, one of the things that you probably need to do is simply draft more wide receivers. The tendency with zero RB or even with single elite running back is that you get the start going and then there are still some really good wide receiver plays on the board who would help in your format. Because with these best ball rosters the best ball rules and this optimization of scoring the more wide receivers you have the more you can benefit from that optimized starting lineup and you can really blow away your opponents if you start to get a little bit anxious though and pivot back to running back pivot back to this position that has a lower expected value if you do that too early it really undermines what you're trying to accomplish so in many cases the key is simply to go into it a little bit deeper make sure you're taking enough wide receivers don't bail on the position too early yeah it's almost like you if you if you feel that fear creeping up that you need to take a running back just decide that this isn't the right pick let's wait a little bit longer and i think that <laughs> getting comfortable with not having like it's very easy sometimes to be like five rounds in and you're like oh look at the run the running backs that are starting to be here aren't that appetizing looking but uh, when it comes to the end of the draft and you look through your tight ends, you look through your quarterbacks and you look through your wide receivers and you're thinking those positions are absolutely optimal, um, I think it's going to help you a lot to uh, ease your fear in future draftings. I think you really need to just try and go through the entire process. But that's a piece uh, up on the website that uh, Sean has put out. And I, I think obviously sometimes when we talk through it from a visual perspective, it can be a little bit more difficult to translate that into audio, but uh, some great graphics with it as well that'll help digest that information. Uh, hopefully we've done it justice as we talk through it today. would highly recommend you head on over and check out the entire piece up on rotaviz.com. Of course, as always, you can get yourself that discount to a one-year Rotoviz subscription. You can save yourself 10% as a loyal podcast listener. All you have to do is add the code RVRadio2021 at checkout or go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information 
that is going to get us wrapped up today as i mentioned we are going to have three shows this week one uh, today tuesday obviously thursday as normal then we're going to have a bonus show this saturday so check them all out uh, looking forward to bringing you that additional content that additional show this week my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel of course check out today's piece that we talked about and much much more on rotaviz.com from sean until we're back on thursday with another show of course have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.